0: Well, good morning Mill City! My name is Tony and I'm on staff here at Mill City Church and I have the pleasure of getting to share a little bit with you this morning. Uh, One thing you should know about me is I love YouTube videos. I seem to waste way too much time on YouTube. I'm sure there's a few other folks out there who identify with that and I thought this morning it would be helpful to start with a YouTube video Uh, One of my favorites of all time. It's called awareness test and it tests how well you're paying attention. Check out this video This is an awareness test How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? Isn't that our story so often is we are focused on one thing and we completely miss what's going on. I know that is so true of me. Uh, I wanted to share a story this morning about the first time I realized that God had a sense of humor. And a little bit of background for this story is I am someone who collects jobs like most people collect hobbies. I always seem to find myself in interesting work from managing a Christmas tree lot, to being a barista, to being a bookstore worker, to running sound and video, uh, to running an escape room. I've done all sorts of crazy fun things um, in my life. And uh, one of my favorite jobs of all time has been being a summer camp director. I uh, love getting to be a camp director. Um, It's one of my favorite things in the world, and the camp that I run is called Summer Festival Camp. And it's a high school retreat for high school and middle school students to attend and learn and grow in their faith while they're there. And each week at Summer Festival, we pick a different theme, uh, something kind of fun, something kind of unique. Not necessarily overtly spiritual, but something a little bit memorable. So we've done things like uh, time travel and park rangers and science. And one of my favorites we've ever done was family reunion. And uh, the humor for the week was based around this crazy cast of characters who belong to this family. I'm sure your family has its own cast of characters that you can imagine. Grandmas and uncles and aunts and second cousins and just all of these people gathered together at a family reunion trying to figure out how to get along. And so the week was filled with all sorts of family reunion type activities. And... um, I uh, was at a counselor meeting, and I got a call on the walkie-talkie that I needed to report to the worship center as soon as possible. So I started heading over there, fearing the worst, that someone broke their arm or had a detached retina or who knows what, something crazy. And so I'm on my way over there, and um, something kind of wild happened. And to understand it, I've got to tell a different story, and that is that... um, Uh, The program team who planned the week, uh, they picked the name for the family reunion as Baumgartner. Now, I don't know any Baumgartners in real life, but we were just looking through names and we said, Hey, that'd be kind of a fun name, Baumgartner. So we made a giant banner that said Baumgartner Family Reunion and hung it up in our worship space. And um, so I'm on my way to the club room and I, all of a sudden my program director comes up to me and he starts telling me the story of what happened and it turns out that um, that we have our camp at Gustavus Adolphus, a college down in St. Peter and some alumni were on their way down to actually go to a family reunion and they decided that they would stop at Gustavus Adolphus. Uh, and they would see their old college, and they really wanted to tour the beautiful arboretum, which is right across from where we hold our worship services. So they walk around, they reminisce, as I'm sure alumni do, and uh, right before they decided to get back on the road, they wanted to use the restroom. And so they jumped uh, into the building that had our worship center. Uh, it's called Bjorling Hall. So they went in, they, on their way out, they're like, oh, we should just look at Bjorling Hall. And as they look, their faces and jaws drop as they see this banner that says, Welcome to the Baumgartner Family Reunion. It turns out their last name was Baumgartner. (laughs) Uh, I kid you not, this is a true story. Um, and I was just thinking about it's like okay here we are as a team that puts all of this work all this effort into planning camp trying to focus and make it this really specific thing this you know I I almost sometimes obsess over these details trying to get them right and then in this moment God shows up and plants this Baumgartner family right in the middle, uh, on their way to a family reunion, right in the middle of our summer camp. And we just thought, oh man, God has such a sense of humor. Um, And we can think and plan and stress and even have some anxiety about all the things to come. But it turns out that like God is in control. And this was a constant reminder of that. In our scripture uh, that we're going to be reading this morning, Mill City has been going through the whole New Testament, and we're in the book of Romans right now. And uh, we, two weeks ago, we heard from Pastor Michael about um, all of kind of the brokenness and the fallenness of humanity, and kind of what God's response was to that. And then last week, we heard Steph talk, Pastor Stephanie talk about... Um, all of the suffering and the persecution that was to come to the church. Um, and Paul, who wrote this letter to this group of Romans, trying to prepare them for the suffering, trying to frame that for them. And we kind of get to the, the, the next section, and that uh, kind of comes out of Romans 8. And what I want you to do right now, for a moment is I want you to think about if you were someone reading this letter because this is an actual letter written to actual people and imagine if you can that you were in the early church that the idea of this Christianity is so new and that you've just started gathering to hear stories about Jesus and you get this letter right and um, someone reads the letter aloud And you've heard about the brokenness and you heard about God's solution to that brokenness of um, inviting people to follow him. And then you hear about the persecution and the suffering that is to come. Right now, what words would you need to hear? What words would encourage you, would help you stick with your faith? And I'm not being hypothetical right now. I want to know, like, what what would you want to hear? Feel free to type it in the comments or... You know, write it down, tell a person who you might be watching with. uh, What would you want to hear from God? So Paul, uh, in that moment, um, this is what he says, and I think his words are just beautiful. He says this, For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, that's powerful. Now, if you're like me, usually the first time someone reads a scripture, it's pretty easy to tune out or maybe focus on the wrong thing. So I'm going to read that one more time for us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, I love that piece of scripture. One of the reasons I love it is it is a reminder that God is on the throne. Right? It's so easy to get focused on the immediate, the people passing the basketball, if you will, uh, the planning of the camp, if you will. But what this reminds us is, no matter what else is going on, nothing can separate us from God's love. Now, there's a little bit of tension, I think, in this scripture. Um, and that's, uh, it's kind of between two kingdoms, right? Like, we feel the tension of the world, right? What's going around, on around us, the immediate, the things that we can see, And then we also feel this, like, promise of the kingdom to come. The promise that even though suffering, like we heard about last week, is part of the deal, eventually all the wrong things will be made right, and that we will be connected to God's love forever, and nothing can stop that. Which is pretty powerful. Um, And that reassurance is cool because it's a past, a present, and a future thing. It's God reminding us that he's always been in control. He's, control, he's in control in this very moment, and he'll be with us to the end of time, that he'll make everything right, that nothing can separate us from his love. Uh, one of the jobs I've had is being a wedding DJ. And uh, I got a frantic phone call a few years ago from a bride who was having a wedding in Chicago on a Saturday, and her DJ had canceled. And they couldn't find any other DJs in the Chicago area uh, just a few days before the wedding. And she asked if there was any way I would be willing to fly in to DJ this wedding so that they could have their wedding dance. And I was feeling kind of like a big deal, like, oh, someone's going to fly me in to DJ a wedding. Turns out it was just a normal wedding. They were just really desperate for anybody who had a sound system and could push play on an iTunes playlist. But regardless, I had this gig, and I had another event that Friday night. And so um, one of the things that I have as a part of my DJ rig is this LED light curtain that hangs up behind me that does all sorts of flashing lights and creates kind of cool images and effects. And um, I... In order to take that down, I have to or put that up, I have to zip tie it and then to take it down every night I would cut those zip ties. And so I had sent all my DJ gear except for my soundboard down with my friend who was going to the wedding and I was gonna fly in and the only thing I had is my DJ mixer board That thing, you know, you go wicka wicka on. That's what I had with me. And I was bringing that board um, through the airport and as we're um, going through, like, you know, you're going through security, and I don't know about you, but for me, there's always just a little bit of apprehension when you're going through security. And, um, you know, I put my backpack, and I put this DJ mixer board on the security conveyor belt, and it goes through the x-ray machine, and they are just fascinated by this DJ mixer board they just cannot get over this thing because they don't see things like that very often and so they're running all of their chemical tests on it they're making sure that it's not some kind of explosive device and in the meantime i had forgotten that the knife that i used to cut down the led drape was sitting in my backpack and they completely missed the knife because they were so focused on the DJ mixer board and friends that's kind of what I want to lay out for you is what can happen to us sometimes is we can get so focused on the frustrations and what's going wrong, we forget that God has this ever-ending love for us, that nothing can separate us from that love. And I don't want us to miss that. And so uh, something that's been incredibly helpful to me and to Lacey my wife is we started doing gratitude walks as a way to like respond and remind us of all of the good things that God has done for us and that nothing can separate us from his love and so what that looks like is a couple of times a week we'll take a walk around our pond and we'll just list off things that we're thankful for and You know, you probably do something like this around Thanksgiving, usually around the table. Mom or grandma makes everybody say something they're grateful for. And most of us give a pretty pat answer, right? Friends or family or, you know, maybe a job or a hobby. But it's usually not that deep um, or it's just kind of one thought. When you go on a 40 minute walk with someone, you have to start really like listening to them. Um, You have to really like dig deep in for things you're grateful for. And so Lacey and I will divide it up into kind of 20 minute chunks is I'll have 20 minutes and I'll get through the easy stuff right away, friends, family, all of that. And then you got to really kind of do the hard work. And so often in sermons we get challenged to do activities And, you know, it's probably half of them, maybe we try. So today I want to give you a gift, and it's a really easy gift. I want to give you a moment to be grateful. And so uh, if you would be, grab a pen, a paper, a marker, anything you have, and we're going to spend five minutes uh, just being grateful, responding to this great message that God gave us, that nothing can separate us from his love. And I just want you to take a few minutes to just list all of the things that you are grateful for. I'm gonna do it here on this table, and the band is gonna be kind enough to play a little background music, but go ahead right now, grab your piece of paper, and we're gonna start writing things we're grateful for. Go ahead and start now. You take a moment and share some of the things you're grateful for in the Facebook feed. Uh, Maybe some big things, but also some little things. I think that is a great reminder. So, to end, I'll say this one of the best practices we can do to pay attention to what God is up to, uh, to make sure we're focusing on the right things, to remind us of the love that we can't be separated from, is to take moments to be grateful. By being grateful, it helps us focus on what God is up to and how we can partner with him. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we are grateful for your love and that nothing can separate us from it. We're grateful for uh, the ways that you share stories, the ways that you communicate, the ways that you help us know that you are on the throne. Lord, I pray that us as a community could find opportunities to practice being grateful, to reflect on all of the wonderful things that you've given us. Thank you for the chance to gather today uh, digitally with our families, with our friends, Lord. Thank you for the chance to worship you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.